0: Welcome everybody to the first episode of The Covey. I'm your host, Casey Kennett. First, I'd like to thank the Quell and Upland Game Alliance for sponsoring our podcast and giving me the opportunity. On the first episode, we have Jerry Johnson, the Regional Director of the Quell and Upland Game Alliance, and we'll talk about his passion for hunting and conservation, as well as the Quell and Upland Game Alliance and their chapters, the work they're doing, the programs, and the funding they have, as well as the multiple seed mixes they provide for many states. So with further ado, let's welcome Jerry Johnson to The Covey. All right, Jerry, welcome to the Covey and thanks for joining me this evening. Thanks
1: Casey. I sure appreciate all you're doing here.
0: Thank you. Well, first off, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. It's, it's been a lot of fun and uh, I hope that we have nothing but good things to grow from here with it. And, um, I've met a lot of new people and I can't wait to share their stories and talk some QGA and different types of hunting. So, um, starting off tonight, um, obviously I, I know you pretty well. Uh, we've gotten to know each other over the last few years. Um, and I call you my friend. So, uh, but for the people that, um, don't know you, um, we'll get a little bit of a background, I guess, just kind of introduce yourself and, um, where you reside at and just a little background, I guess.
1: Okay. Um, first, uh, I'd like everybody to know that Casey's took this podcast on as his project. And I really, really appreciate Casey, what you've done with this. So I think we're going to have a lot of positive outcomes from it. So, uh, I uh, my too. name's Gary Johnson. I'm the regional director of Quail and Upland game Alliance. Uh, we have now around 20 plus chapters in Kentucky, Indiana and Illinois. Um, we're always looking to expand outside of these states, so we will be expanding in the future. Uh, my hunting experience goes back uh, back to the 70s, when uh, actually earlier than that, back in the 60s, when I was uh, helping dad on the farm and, and stuff. Uh, you know, doing a rabbit hunting, squirrel hunting, quail hunting. Uh, Started deer hunting in the uh, late 60s in Hamilton County, Illinois. So, uh, just, uh, had a great life. And, uh, for most of the people now live through a lot of the good times of hunting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you were fortunate enough to, which you still are fortunate enough, but you obviously probably got into a lot of Covey quail as a, as a younger kid.
1: We, we, uh. We hunted and, and we, you know, we shot our, our fair share of limits, you know, uh, if we had a, a good dog, you know, which most of the time we had an above average dog, uh, but uh, for style goes, we didn't worry about style. We worried about whether that dog can find a covey, of quail or not in singles. And uh, if you had one that could do that, yep. uh, there was birds around to, to, to have your fun with
0: right right so you obviously grew up around um grew up around bird dogs then uh most of your life i assume
1: yes um uh, helped uh help my uncle train back when i was even in the early freshman in high school uh and i had a bird dog then too so uh yeah we've always had the bird dogs and beagles
0: yeah so um I guess going through your hunting career and then um at some point you uh joined up with Quell and Quell Unlimited. Um, can you I guess tell me a little bit about that and what time frame and Um I know that from Quell Unlimited is kinda how you've came about with the Quell and Upland Game Alliance. So I guess just give me a little backstory on you know, joining with Q U and and where it's got you now
1: in uh, in 1976 i moved to logan county uh atlanta illinois and that year uh the logan county quail Unlimited did the very first fundraising membership banquet for quail unlimited and we've had a yearly yes. banquet fundraiser ever since then uh, except last year and then uh and because of the COVID, then, uh, uh, also, right. also, uh, in 19, I think, I'm sorry, in 2013, uh, Quail Unlimited folded. And so we had about six or eight chapters. Uh, we looked at other organizations, uh, but we had some other criteria that we wanted to, to do. So we started the Quail and Upland Game Alliance and, uh, Right now, we are
0: 20 plus chapters and, uh, and we're growing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, um, I guess starting out, then you, you, you said you had about six chapters. So, you had a little bit of a foundation, at least, to start out with. I'm sure it was obviously tough in the beginning, but um, at least you had a little bit to, um, I guess, a little bit of stability when you guys got going.
1: Right. The chapters had the, all the chapters. Were uh, Quail and Oak limited chapters that had a, a good foundation with good members, uh, uh, good officers in their chapters that knew how to raise funds, and then they were uh, very active in doing uh, habitat work. So, uh, so yeah, it was that was a big help. We started out; that was a big push, and and uh, and it just a matter of a few years we were putting on. Uh, quite a few more chapters so so we're we are growing and we're going to continue to grow because we got one of the best uh, organizations out there in my opinion
0: yes yes so um i'm going to jump back a little bit but so talking more about having dogs and things like that as a as a child and growing up with them um i know that you've obviously always been into hunting and and had dogs Uh, and you got into dog trials, um, horseback and walking trials, I believe. And, um, I know you grew up around horses and in that type of stuff. So, but, um, you did very well, I believe as a, as a trialer, right. Or as a horseback trialer, maybe.
1: I did real good as walking trial. I got the Illinois walking dog of the year. One of my dogs, uh, can't really remember i think maybe it did it two years but i can't guarantee that and then on my horseback i won the amateur shooting dog classic at dolan lake one year with my dog and uh, that dog was third in the state that year in points for wins and stuff uh, um, then uh, i you know we trial did a lot of trialing for a number of years really enjoyed it it let me expand my time with training and working with dogs from instead of just the hunting season we we would start in August and go to almost the end of April so uh it really yeah, let me yeah. spend a lot of time you know with with dogs and training
0: right right almost gave you uh, just a whole extra season of hunting
1: yeah yeah and and you meet a lot of nice um, people out there
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet it's fun. I've been to a few but never never ran in one, but I've I've been to a couple and um, met a lot of guys, and it was a lot of fun just being there. So I've never been or been around, I guess, a, a horseback trial. We don't have any that I – well, I'm sure we do, but I've never been around any. But uh, I bet that would be something, and I bet it would be pretty neat to to witness, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: it's uh, – you know, the dogs are so, – Go in them and with your horseback, but still, uh, there's a lot of guys that horseback their their dogs and do a good job with them, and then the next day they're on foot hunting them. So uh, they can they can do the dual purpose.
0: Yeah. Um. So now going back, you actually don't have any dogs nowadays, do you?
1: No, since I. Uh, took over this regional director's job. I'm gone a lot. Uh, We attend a lot of uh, weekend uh, shows and uh, events and and even in the middle of the week. And so I just, uh, I kind of backed off owning the dog. Uh, Everybody I seem to go hunting with has dogs. So I'm blessed with that. So that kind of helps make up the difference. So
0: Well, I guess what's better than being able to go hunting all the time with a dog and then not have to take it home and feed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll let you feed it. So and Pay the vet bill. <laughs> so, no, I would really like to have one, and I plan on having another, but just, uh, I'm holding off just a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you still got plenty of time, and I'll bring my dog over and we can hunt over it anytime you want.
1: I I would like to do that. We've had we've had a couple good hunts, so hopefully we'll have some more. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So um, I guess let's talk a little bit about um, QGA um, and uh, some things you got going on and things like that. Um, I'd like to say personally that I've been over there uh, I think three times and um, Central Illinois, and it is some of the The best wild pheasant hunting that I've ever done. um, And there's no doubt about it. So we've seen a lot of birds. Uh, We came over this year, last weekend of season, and cold, snow on the ground. We didn't have any snow over here in Indiana. And we get closer to Illinois, and my buddy, it's kind of dark. My buddy's like, is that a pile of snow? I was like, no, there's no way. (laughs) And then we pull into a gas station, and there's a big old pile of snow. And I was like, oh, man, they do have snow. So, um, but last weekend it was tough. It was cold. Um, and we still saw a lot of birds. We shot some birds. We saw a ton of hens, which is always great. Um, so a lot of good dog work and, and, it was, it was tough hunting, but we still found birds and, uh, it's just good ground to hunt. So kudos to you for doing it. Um, the first time that I came over, I was just blown away by the amount of birds that we saw. And had people even tell me that there's no way that we saw that many birds in Central Illinois, they said they had to be pin raised. <laughs> so um, anyway, it's 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 good land. QJA is obviously doing something right. You're doing something right. So hopefully, um, me and along with all the other chapters can get the ones that aren't. I guess maybe up to where you are. Uh, hopefully, we can all get on the same par as you and and get the same thing rolling. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's all habitat, you know. If everything you hunted was, you know, pretty well, some awful nice habitat, and when we have that, and Mother Nature uh, lets us have a good hatch in the spring, we we can put some birds out there. So, and you are right, we don't hunt turkeys, birds. Everything when I hunt is wild birds.
0: For sure, one hundred percent. So, I guess getting into QGA. So. I um, I obviously know how it all works, but let's tell everybody at home or the viewers who don't know, um, kind of explain to them how you, how the chapters work and, um, how different, um, how the land works and different things like that. How we, how we get our properties and, um, our, I guess, relationships with our landowners. Okay.
1: Well, every chapter is unique with us. Uh, uh, Every chapter has a member on the board of directors, Uh, so they help kind of guide uh, how the regional uh, QUGA that goes. Uh, And uh, we have chapters that uh, manage land for the hunting rights. Uh, We have chapters that are leasing some land for their members' hunting rights. Uh, And then uh, we have one chapter that even, even opened up a hunting preserve for their members. Uh, and uh, then, uh, when when our chapters have fundraisers, they keep hundred percent of the funds that they make. And on the first the first fundraiser that a chapter has, the regional donates approximately three thousand dollars to that chapter, and they keep that three thousand dollars worth of products and stuff. And if they make five thousand out of it, that gets them uh, some funds that they can get up and get going that first year. And start doing some good habitat work. So, uh, and there's, I don't think there's another organization out there that matches that or even comes close to that. So, uh, we're unique. We are definitely unique in that area. And I think we're really unique in the support that we give our chapters.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's not, so obviously it's called the Quell and Upland Game Alliance. Um, and you guys broke off from, Quell and but it's not just for quell hunters. It can be for anybody.
1: That's that's correct. That's that was one of the things when we looked at some other organizations. When QU went bankrupt, they were a lot of them were species specific, and we didn't want to do that. If, if we had uh, uh, people that were rabbit hunting and they wanted to do habitat work for rabbits, you know, welcome and get them on board. If they wanted to do it for quail yep. or pheasant or turkey or deer or whatever, uh, they could use our organization as a way of raising funds and promoting habitat for the species that that chapter you know does. We we have chapters that are working on uh, some grouse, so uh, really, th- you know, and, and uh, you know, so we've got them doing everything. So and that's and that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, is that in Illinois?
1: Nope. That's Indiana. That Toka Hills in the forest down there has done work, you know, on the oh, yeah. past.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, they've actually, um, our, we don't have a grouse season anymore. They discontinued it. I don't know, five or six years ago. And it's, it's still on our, in the, you know, in the laws, when you look at the seasons, it's still in there, but it says it's, um, close indefinitely. Um, but that would be really neat for them to get some grouse, more grouse down in there. I forgot about them having the forest down there. So, um, I know that my dad used to go over to the Hoosier national forest and in, in, in Yellowwood and hunt them in there. Um, yeah. and I believe that they still have a, an abundance. Well, I say an abundance. I don't, there's still grouse in there. Um, but we can't hunt them. I think
1: that's close to where Potoka has worked. Uh, but the numbers aren't there to to justify a hunting season right
0: now. Right, right. But that's awesome that they're trying to do some work to get some birds in there. At least I've never even seen one. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, what we're doing in QGA as far as grants and programs or any kind of projects that we got going on. Um, right now um i know that we're in different states so things are a little different but just kind of i guess touch base on some things that you got going on or that we have going on in different areas
1: okay on the regional level we've got our uh quga uh uh, seed program for crp property Uh, illinois has a brochure out that uh, that i and steve kern and a couple other people uh you know, sell seed, and, and that helps generate some funds for QUGA, then Dave Howe, uh, he does that for Indiana and Kentucky. And so we've got a seed program for all three states right now that uh, that meets the uh, FSA NRCS standards, uh, you know, for uh, CRP practices. And then we sell a lot of it You know, for people just wanting to put in a few acres for a butterfly or something like that. So uh, then uh, another program we have that benefits all all three states plus more is a food plot seed program. And we have uh, in Sessor, Illinois, a warehouse where we store usually semi-loads of seed. And we've got a load of beans coming in now we've got a load of corn and wheat and Milo in there and some sunflower and, uh, everything right now is $15 a bag and it can only be used for food plots. So, uh, but that allows a chapter that wants to, uh, come in and get so many bags of corn, so many bags of beans, some sunflower or Milo, they can mix it up and get it all on one load instead of, uh, and at a very reasonable price, and instead of going out and buying it on the market, uh, you know, I'm giving you $300-plus bag corn for $15. So uh, it, it's a big savings. It helps us, the seed companies get rid of seed that they, uh, maybe uh, instead of being 80% or 90% germ, it's dropped down to 76, and we can use it, and uh, but they can't put it on the market. So... That program's been very successful. Uh, Last year, I think we shipped to uh, about six or seven states and three or four DNRs, uh, state DNRs. So uh, uh, we have a a very successful program there. Uh, Another one, uh, I don't have any grants in in Indiana or Kentucky, I'm sorry, uh, Indiana or Kentucky, but I do have grants in Illinois. Uh, that help pay for doing mid-management work for CRP. Uh, I've got one for brome and fescue conversion, and that's a good one. We'll pay 75% of the cost uh, of converting uh, brome and fescue outside of the CRP programs and putting it into some good uh, prairie grass habitat. So uh, you can always go to our webpage, and it's quga.org and our grants are on there. So appreciate you looking at it and, and looking at QUGA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so to find QGA, I mean, yeah, that's the best thing to do is just go to the website.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Q- you can find if you want to join there, if you want to donate there, if you want, uh, our, our grants are there, our, our seed programs are on there. So there's all kinds of good information for
0: you. Yeah. All right. So um, I guess let's talk hunting for a minute. How, how did your season go this year in Illinois?
1: Um, I think my quail numbers up here were actually up a little bit. Um, but my pheasant numbers were down, and I blame that on a, a spring rain that we had, and, and actually we had some bottom ground that was out, flooded for a number of days, and I think it just really hammered our our hen uh, pheasant, you know, on the nest, so uh, I noticed some places I, that we were down 50% on pheasants, and we'd move a couple miles away, and it'd be back to normal there, but. We may be up high instead of down low, you know, hunting bottom ground or something. So, it uh, just depends where you're yeah. at. So, quail—I I heard right, uh, good right. numbers of quail. So, I think our our quail—they were nesting a little later than the pheasants, and uh, I think they dodged that uh, that that one one bad week of rain. So, uh, Southern Illinois. Yeah. Well,
0: I know when I came over there. Go ahead. Will you- I was just going to say, I know when I came over there that, um, we hunted that property and got into that covey of quail and it's by far one of the biggest covey of quail that I've ever seen in my life. So it was a good covey.
1: <clears throat> and like I said earlier, I was up there just yesterday and I seen some quail there. So they made it, some of them made it through this, uh, cold snap. So, but, uh, one good thing about
0: Yeah. yeah. I was going to tell you, I, I saw a couple on the road running across the snow here just before it melted a couple days ago. They was trying to take off running, and they was running across the top of the snow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, Well, you know, where we manage ground, most places we have food plots. So when it really gets tough, like it has the last week, uh, that's when our food plots, I think, really pay off. Uh, If it's an average winter. Yeah. Not so much so, but on a real nasty one like we had last 10 days, you know, I think it's, uh, it really pays off.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sure. And I was just talking to to Dave Howe um, when that we was in the middle of that big snowstorm. And, and he was talking about how long the snow and the ice was going to be on the ground and, and how many days, you know, and, and that, you know, birds would be looking for food. And so I'm sure that obviously having a nice bean plot and a nice corn plot, I mean, it just makes it that much easier on them. So just shows to show you how important habitat can be in times like when we just had.
1: Yeah. It, you know, the, the people need to realize that, you know, they don't have to spend a lot of time foraging when they're in our bean food plot or our Milo food plot. They're right there and they've got cover. Uh, they can, It takes mm-hmm. a shorter amount of time to be exposed. They can feed and get back to their cubby. Uh, it brings that hen quail through the winter in better shape. So usually that means more eggs on the nest. So uh, just a lot of good things can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I think we had a better year over here. Um, I was actually talking to Dave, and, and he asked me about my, my numbers this year, and I said that our cubbies were bigger. Uh, last year, coveys were a lot smaller, and he said that they had the same down um, in their part of the state. That he noticed that more of their coveys that they got up had larger numbers, and that a lot of the birds were from the 2020 hatching. So obviously, broods here were better than we have had the last few years. So that's um, that's good news. If we
1: knew what Dave Howe forgot, we'd be a lot smarter people. He is, in my opinion. Well, yeah. <laughs> My opinion, he is tops when it comes to quail, and knowing quail and the hell Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I mean. Well, Dave will be on here one night, and I can't wait to have him on here. I told him that it's going to be a lot of fun because there's so much stuff that he's going to teach me. So, um, I can't, I can't wait to have him on here.
1: Might might talk about him doing three or four a year. And say, Dave, I'd like to have you do one in Uh, the spring so you can tell these guys what they need to do for three months. And then we'll get to June. What do we need to do for till August? And then August, October. And and then do the winter. So uh, he can guide you right. We had
0: kind of talked about that. Yeah, we had kind of talked about that because I was hoping that I would have had the ball rolling on this a little sooner and um, was going to do one with um, him during the snow. And kind of talk about what everything's going through right now, as far as a wildlife standpoint, and then um, follow up with that in the spring about what you can do, you know, f- as far as spring habitat and getting them ready for summer and things like that. So, and the following winter. So um, yeah, so he was definitely on board for doing a, a two part, three part kind of thing. So it's going to be fun, and I'm excited. So. He's
1: uh, he's very knowledgeable. You can um, have a lot from-
0: Yes. And I, I got that from just the short period of time that we shared on the, on the phone. So, um, I guess going forward, what's, um, kind of what's your plans for QGA? I know you said we're growing, but I mean, do we have any plans or what, what's the future looking like for us? Um,
1: just, I, think, I guess
0: what, what, what are we looking at in the future?
1: I think QGA has got a bright future. Um, uh, I think, if uh, this COVID, you know, starts getting where it's a little more under control, we'll be back doing the shows and uh, the uh, sports shows and oh, even like the farm events and stuff like that. Looking for more chapters, looking for more leads. Um, I'm hoping that um, you know we grow enough that uh, we can hire some additional personnel down the road. And uh, help promote mm-hmm. QUGA and help promote programs and work closer with some of the state DNRs and uh, I just think uh, we've got a lot of a long way to go, but uh, we're doing a good job getting
0: there. We're on the right track, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: Well, um, yeah. So I have talked to. I don't know numerous people who are interested in in doing an episode and and for the most part they are all qga guys so um, we're going to be able to talk to a lot of guys from a lot of different chapters um i've talked to all of them they're all excited and the best parts about it is uh, i say you know i'm talking to a guy in illinois and i'm i'm saying hey do you know so and so and i'm like he just a couple couple counties down from you i think they're in this chapter no i I don't think i've ever met him don't know him so then i call the other guy i say, you know he's just north of you (laughs) and no i don't know him so i think it's going to be a great way for all of us to to interact and to to meet each other even if we're not face to face we can hear what each other's doing and um just kind of a way to bring us all together i guess and also to get a new audience people that don't know what the quell and upland game alliance is so Um, hopefully some new people will come across this and we can draw some young people or anybody, just new members is, is always great. So, uh, I hope there's nothing but good things from it. And, um, I do have some people that are interested that are not, um, quelling Upland game Alliance guys. So we're going to have some different things on here, um, talking all different types of hunting. So, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, and I can't wait to, to see where it goes.
1: We, uh, you know, and, and just like your job here, you're doing this is is another big benefit for QUGA, and it's just another step forward in the right direction to to get the word out and, and, and like you said, let people know what we're doing. Uh, uh, just this yeah. week, we picked up a new chapter in Southern Illinois, and that guy was listening to a PBS station out of Carbondale we done an interview oh it's been six months ago and uh, shoot he called me right off the bat and he was one of our old he was a member of one of our old QU chapters down there and uh, talked to him yeah. went over our programs and he said well I'm sending in my membership and, and I said well we need you to start that <laughs> chapter and he said by golly we'll do her. he said you we'll get a new chapter going so and he was really and he's ready to go he's uh So, you know, just getting good information out helps everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's what, uh, that's what we need. Um, I know that that was one of the big things that drew me to you. Um, after we got to talking was, you know, obviously the banquets and things like that and and getting to keep, um, your profit and to be able to put that back in towards your chapter and, um, back in towards conservation, conservation in your area. Um, so and not only that but i've been to a few local chapters banquets and obviously met with you multiple times and been over to your properties and i'm not um i don't know how to say it, but everybody has been very nice i mean i'm not you know they're all great people so um it's been it's been fun so far so um i can't wait like i said i can't wait to see where all this goes so um, well, Jerry, um, do you got anything you want to add here before we wrap this up?
1: Oh, I think you've covered about all of it, Casey. I again, I just want to thank you for what you're doing, and uh, I'll help you any way you, you know. I'll let you be the boss on this. You just tell me what you need from me, and I'll be glad to help you with it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate it. And, and like I said at the beginning, but thank you so much for, for giving me the opportunity to do this, and I enjoy it, and um, I can't wait to talk to all these guys and get their stories out there and and promote QGA and hopefully we can get some new members and even some new chapters out of this.
1: Yes, sir. Let's get let's get twenty chapters in Illinois or in Indiana. How's that sound? Twenty <laughs> in Kentucky. Hey,
0: that would that would be that would be fantastic. <laughs> okay. All right, Jerry. Well, thanks for yeah, thanks for joining me tonight and have a good evening.